0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, September 11th, 2020. I'm your host, John B. from gangrenenation.com. And today's episode is brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to nfl.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Before we get into football talk, I think it's important to say that today we remember those who were lost 19 years ago today in New York, Washington, D.C., and Pennsylvania, and to their loved ones, you're certainly in our thoughts today. The Jets are scheduled to open the 2020 season this Sunday in Orchard Park, New York, against the Buffalo Bills. It is scheduled to be an early kickoff, early afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern time, and for the second straight year, these two teams play to start the season. In fact, it's the third time in four years these teams have opened against each other. They also opened in Buffalo back in 2017. And on today's show, we are going to preview that game between these AFC East rivals, and Our format is going to be what we've done the last couple years to preview these games, is I'm going to pick a key player, a key matchup, and a key to victory for the Jets on both the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Chris Herndon. And if you heard my talk yesterday with Joe Marino of Locked on Bills, you probably can figure out why. This is a Jets team that's not really built that strongly at the wide receiver position. In fact, it's not clear who's going to be at receiver on Sunday for the Jets because rookie Denzel Mims, after being a full participant in practice on Wednesday, was back to being limited with hamstring injuries on Thursday. Now, today, the final injury report comes out. But even with Mims in the lineup, this is his first game in the NFL. And I don't know how much you can expect a receiver to do in his first game in the NFL. Now, if you remember back eight years, the Jets had a rookie receiver start. Their opener, and it was against the Buffalo Bills, and he had a big game, and it was Stephen Hill. And it was one of like two big games Stephen Hill ever had in the NFL. And the other one, ironically, came a year later against the Buffalo Bills. And everybody was really excited about Stephen Hill's potential. And uh, you could argue in many ways, his first game, the first game of his career, was the highlight of his career. You're hoping Denzel Mims has a longer, more productive year than a uh, career than Stephen Hill. But in any event, I mean, I don't. I'm not sure how much you can count on him on Sunday. And the other thing is, Bills have one of the best corners in the the NFL in Tredavious White. So even if this team was built to throw the ball to the outside, I'm not sure they'd have a lot of success against Tredavious White. I think the Jets in this game, success is going to be more in the middle of of the field. It's going to be Jamison Crowder out of the slot. It'll be Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield. But my eyes are on Chris Herndon right now because... I think people have kind of forgotten about Chris Herndon. He had a very good rookie year in 2018. And, you know, by very good, I mean for a fourth-round rookie, I was not expecting the numbers he put up. I was not expecting the chemistry between him and Sam Darnold to blossom so quickly. And it seemed like in 2018, Herndon just kept get, kept getting better and better. And then last year, just nothing could go right for him. He couldn't even get on the field. He had one game. Had suspension, injury, another injury after he, he gets better. Nothing could go right for him. If you look at how you're going to attack this Buffalo Bills defense, I mean, one of the areas where they're not quite as good, they were very good last year against number one receivers. But I, I, if you ever check out the site Football Outsiders, they have good data on how every defense fared against certain types of receivers, number one receivers, number two receivers, slot receivers, running backs, and tight ends. And they were more middle of the pack against tight ends. So I think that between what the Bills have on the outside, or at least at one outside corner with Tredavious White, the other outside corner is not quite as good, but it's going to have to be a middle-of-the-field kind of game, and I think that a big target like Herndon coming back has kind of flown under the radar in training camp, but sometimes you have to listen to what the coaches say, and the coaches have really been talking Herndon up, and I know that like they'll talk, they're not, they're not going to say bad things about anybody. But they've really been talking about how excited they are about Herndon. So I I would expect him to be a big part of this offense. I think given the situation with the uncertainty at wide receiver, with what Buffalo has at corner, at least one of the corners, it's going to be a Chris Herndon kind of game for the Jets. So that's that's my key player on the offensive side of the ball. Now on the defensive side of the ball, I'm changing my pick because I was going to go with somebody else. But I'm going to go with Bradley McDougald. And it's based on, again, the Thursday injury report. And... You know, that's one of the things about this podcast that makes me a little bit nervous when I do these preview shows because I can't tell you how many times I've looked silly by picking somebody as my key player who ended up not playing that week due to injury because it's always unclear at this at the time we're recording this preview show who's going to play and who's not. But it was noticeable on the injury report. The Jets did not have a good Thursday injury report. And part of it was Denzel Mims getting downgraded, but two other players got downgraded. Marcus May was limited Wednesday did not practice uh, Thursday, calf and ankle injuries. Avery Williamson, hamstring injury, limited Wednesday, did not practice Thursday. And suddenly, that could potentially put a lot more pressure on Bradley McDougal, because the Jets could be having a, a backup linebacker start for them. And then perhaps, if May's not ready to go, a rookie in his first NFL game, a third-round pick who really was not drafted to start this year in Ashton Davis a guy who I think the Jets like quite a bit and I think the Jets believe can be a very good player in this league in the long run but this is a guy whose game is probably in need of some degree of development now he could give a highlight real hit I wouldn't be shocked to see Ashton Davis go out there if he plays and make a highlight and everybody be really pumped about him because he, he can hit hard but there are some parts of his game that make you a little bit nervous about him as the last line of defense. And, you know, anytime you're dealing with a rookie back there, the Jets were kind of fortunate of three years ago when they had two rookie safeties, Jamal Adams and Marcus May. And, you know, Jamal Adams was not Jamal Adams yet. and Marcus May was okay. But those guys, for the most part, were pretty solid. I mean, people were disappointed in Adams because he wasn't a star year one. He took to year two for him to be a star. But they had a solid safety duo that year in 2017 with two rookies. That's kind of unusual. And I think Davis... Is still coming along, and I think that that puts more pressure on McDougal in his first game as the Jet. And you know, the biggest reason you you know the Jets did not draft Ashton Davis to play this year is that they traded for Bradley McDougal. They insisted that Bradley McDougal be thrown into the Jamal Adams trade. You know, if you if you felt Davis was ready to start, you probably would have asked Seattle for another pick, maybe a late round pick, instead of asking them for a starting player uh, to replace Adams in the line. Not that you're replacing Jamal Adams, but somebody who can take his spot in the lineup. So suddenly, you know, you look at the linebacker position, you look at the safety position. Those are two spots that, generally speaking, have similar assignments. And if you're down two starters at those spots, the guy who is stepping into the lineup has a lot more on his plate. He may have more responsibilities in making sure everybody gets lined up correctly, that the right defense, they're in the right call. You know, it just, there's going to be a lot more on him, and they're probably going to have to give him some of the more difficult assignments that they otherwise may have given to May or maybe even Williamson. So... Suddenly, Bradley McDougald might be in the spotlight in his Jets debut, and we'll have to see how he handles it. He is my key player. Now, ahead here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, going to talk about key matchups on offense, key matchups on defense. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can also relive all of the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place where you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com gamepass Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. It doesn't matter whether you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you're sitting in an office chair for eight hours a day. Everybody needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off their next order when they use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONNFL for 25 percent percent off your purchase of CBD oil products from CBD MD locked on Jets podcast here on this Friday and we are previewing Jets bills week one the 2020 season will kick off Sunday in Buffalo and in this segment we are going to talk about key matchups on the offense and the defense and on both sides of the ball I'm looking in the trenches on the offensive side of the ball for the Jets I'm looking at Mekhi Becton versus, I think he'll match up against Jerry Hughes. That's uh, That seems to be the direction things are going in. But mainly Becton against these Buffalo pass rushers. We'll say Jerry Hughes for now. But I'm interested to see how Becton handles things. It's an interesting spot Becton's in because as bad as the Jets' offensive line was a year ago, he's replacing maybe the one guy who was pretty consistent in Kelvin Beachum at the left tackle position. And I think the Jets are hoping that Becton's higher ceiling comes through, and left tackle is an important spot. I always say that even though I think right tackle has become a premium position in the NFL, I still would give left tackle a little bit more of an edge in terms of importance, just because when the quarterback drops it back, he cannot see the guy the left tackle's blocking. You do not want your quarterback to get hit, and Becton is a guy who did not have a ton of natural pass sets in Louisville. You know They did not run that kind of offense. So it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts to the NFL. Jets are putting him in quite a spot right off the bat, starting him a tackle, and there's a, there's a lot of pressure on him. This offensive line has been revamped. The Jets are hoping it's better. How could it not be? But there's a lot of pressure on Becton because, again, I think he's replacing the one guy outside of maybe the Cleveland game last year, which was ugly for him. But he's replacing in Kelvin Beecham, really the one guy who was pretty consistent from week to week last year. And, you know, I hate to do this because there are so many other variables that come into play. But if you look at Sam Darnold's stats when Kelvin Beecham was in the lineup versus Sam Darnold's stats when Kelvin Beecham was not in the lineup, there's a pretty big disparity there. Uh, So I think that, you know, left tackle is an important spot for the Jets. And I know it was not all about Beecham being in the lineup and not. And that's one of the reasons I don't love those stats. But I do think it says something about the way Beecham was playing, and the Jets have put Becton in there, and they're hoping he's ready to play right off the bat. And I think we all agree Becton has a lot of upside, a lot to be excited about with this player. How quickly can he be a reliable player at left tackle, though? Jets need him to be. Now on the defensive side of the ball, and again this goes back to when I was, talk, uh, what I was talking about with Joe Marino a little bit yesterday, but Quinn and Williams against the interior of this Buffalo offensive line—they've suffered some injuries. John Feliciano is out. Shockingly, Brian Winters has not looked reliable for the Bills. They were, I think, when they signed Winters, they were hoping they'd be able to slide him in there at right guard and has not worked out, which means they may have to shuffle some guys. Cody Ford may have to move inside. And this might be the area the Jets are going to look to attack right here. And it's going to have to be Quinn and Williams, I think, not just for this game, but for the season, because when you look at what the Jets lost this offseason with Jamal Adams, the one premium player on this defense, and then. C.J. Mosley opts out, the, probably the best player after Adams left on this defense. Where's the impact going to come from? The Jets had a good defense last year, but part of the story was that they were not facing a very imposing slate of offenses. Uh, they were not facing a very imposing slate of quarterbacks, especially late last season. So as I said, all offseason, if the Jets are going to have the same results on defense as they had last year, they are going to have to play at a higher level than they did in 2019 and that's going to be tough to do without Adams. Now I know they did not have Mosley, but he would have helped them especially without Adams. So the impact I think is going to have to come from Quinn and Williams. I mean, I look at this defense, I look at the personnel and I really only see one player who I think has the realistic potential to be a, a special difference maker, kind of, you know, type of guy who can maybe be the top player on a defense, on a good defense, and that's Quinn and Williams. I know it's different, you know, Quinn and Williams is not going to do what Jamal Adams did. He's not going to line up deep and then blitz, and then cover tight ends, cover running backs. It's going to be a different way he adds impact, but I think he's going to have to add the same type of impact that Jamal Adams did last year. And if you look at the way the Bills, you always worry when there's a new offensive line, when there's there's a new combination on the offensive line. We'll talk about that with the Jets a little bit. Jets have to deal with that in this game as well. But when you reshuffle guys on the offensive line and guys don't really know how to play with each other, they have ne- they don't have experience playing next to each other, it's an opportunity for the defense to create problems, and when your, your best player, or at least the guy who projects as your best player, can line up against that uncertain situation, you know, perhaps it's an opportunity for the Jets to make some noise in the Buffalo backfield. Locked on Jets podcast here on this Friday, previewing week one between the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, the AFC East rivals kicking off their season against each other for the second straight year, third time in four years, and in this final segment, I'm going to give a key to victory. And typically in this segment, I go with something schematic the Jets should do or something a player needs to do in the game that you know, is within the coach's control. But I'm going to go in a little, little bit of a different direction today, and I don't think that this is something they can really control. It's not schematic. It's just the offensive line needs to gel quickly. This is a challenge because this is virtually an entire new starting offensive line. Alex Lewis is the only returning starter, so we have five guys who have not played together. Lewis was also on the injury report, so we'll see his status. But even if he plays, it's essentially a new offensive line because he's never played with the four other guys before, and there was no preseason. You had this unconventional training period heading up to the season. You, you did not really get much live action. And Not that preseason makes a huge difference, but you know, I look back a year ago, and I wonder how much of a difference it would have made to have Ryan Khalil for a couple preseason games working with those guys. Probably not a huge difference, but maybe it would have helped a little bit. And you're going up against a, you know, a team that's a pretty good defense on paper. We remember last year, I mean, the Jets got dominated up front in that week one loss to the Buffalo Bills. And you look at these players, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this is not a top, this is not like a, the Jets went in and totally revamped this unit and now it's a top 10 unit on paper. This is a unit with a lot of question marks. And the best thing it has going for it right now is that it doesn't have the same players it did last year. There's nowhere to go, but uh, it's a dangerous thing to say in the NFL because it can always get worse. I can't tell you how many times people have said it can't get worse. And sometimes it does. But, man, I I mean, this unit can't help but be better than the guys the Jets ran out there last year. And there's potential. There's big potential. Both tackles have big potential in this league. But there are unknowns. There are question marks. And then on the interior of the offensive line, you have Connor McGovern, who had a good year last year, but only one good year. Greg Van Roten, who's been a bit of a journeyman. I think an upgrade over Brian Winters, but how much of an upgrade? And Alex Lewis, who himself is a bit of a question mark. So how well can these guys play individually, but more importantly, can these guys play together? Will these guys be able to work through their lack of experience playing together? I think it's a big question mark, and I think it could go a long way towards deciding whether the Jets win or lose this game. And on the defensive side of the ball, this is a little bit schematic, but I think this kind of plays into where the Jets were going to go anyway, because... I think that the one of the keys to the Jets in this game is to prevent Josh Allen from breaking the game open with his legs. You know, Allen's a guy. We don't know what his future is going to be. Is he going to be a franchise quarterback? Is he not? That's kind of up in the air. But one thing, he's very dangerous with his legs, and I think that this Jets defense is kind of built to play a lot of zone anyway, because they don't really have a lot of corners who can cover one on one, and this is a zone league anyway. I mean, it's, there are very few teams, if any that are going to play man coverage over 50% of the time this year. That's just the way this league works in this age of spread offenses. You know, teams don't have three, four corners who can cover one-on-one the entire game. So most teams play zone. It is, it is, it's a zone league right now. If you ever hear if somebody has a man scheme, odds are they're playing man. It's, it's relative. Maybe they play ma- more man than the other teams in the league do, but it's very rare that you see a team play over 50% of its snaps in man coverage. And even if they do, it's maybe like 52%. So I think the Jets are going to play zone. And the reason that's important is because when you're playing man, the receivers just run the corners out of the play. You're not in position. Whereas in zone, you always have your eyes on the quarterback. And everybody, the, the players are evenly distributed across the field. So it reduces the number of running lanes that the quarterback has if he decides to tuck it and run. Easier to run the ball as a quarterback, scrambling at least. You know, you drop back, you see a running lane. That happens against man coverage because the corners are just chasing the receivers across the field. They are not evenly distributed. There are running lanes for the quarterback. I think the Jets are going to play a lot of zone because I just think that's the way the team is built. And they're going to have to make sure they keep their eyes on Allen, but they're also going to need to make sure they tackle him. Because he's a big guy. He's tough to bring down. And one thing that was clear last year is that he can do a lot of damage to you with his legs. Jets need to, Jets need to prevent that from happening. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy our show, subscribe to it, leave it a good review. And, you know, I I say that every day. I say subscribe to this show. And I'll I'll tell you the reason I say it is we have a lot of people who listen to the show every day. I appreciate it. I hope everybody does. You know, I, I really appreciate the people who listen to the show every day. But I know, look, it's a busy world. Sometimes people can only listen once a week. It happens. I mean, there are podcasts I listen to. You know, I don't listen to every single episode. But if you subscribe to it, you'll get a notification when a new episode's posted. And maybe there's a guest that you really want to hear, and you'll, be able to, you'll see it right there, and you'll be able to listen in. So please do subscribe to it if you do like this show. Even if you can't listen to every day, then you can see maybe there's a show you really like, and you'll see it when it's posted. That's what it's there for. Anyway, I hope you have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday to break down what happened between the Jets and the Bills week one.